0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dork Podcast. It's the Dork Podcast. Rich Keefe. It's the Dork, Dork. Podcast. Hashtag. It's
1: the Hashtag Dork. Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you?
0: What's
2: up?
1: How you doing?
2: I'm feeling good today. Good. I'm feeling good today.
1: You've been a little under the weather the last few episodes, so you sound much clearer now. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. I am way back. Nice. What was the yep. what was the tip to get, you know, full health again?
2: Oh, these, you know, horse size uh, antibiotics, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yes, I do know what you mean.
2: So I, I, my sh- wife says my wife says all the time, I'm sick dumb. Who? Like my my wife oh, yeah. says I'm 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 sick dumb, which means like I don't know how to be sick
1: yeah I'm the like same I, way, terrible, yeah,
2: like she said you know you i I've seen you have three surgeries, and you're back to work the next day, but like you get sick and you're useless,
1: just a dump. I know I think it's it might be a dude thing, I'm not sure, but it's like it's the worst thing in the world, like if I have like a cold, like I think it's never gonna go away, I can't breathe, and I'm just like a man- it's just it's not good
2: well. And I thought, you know, a sinus infection is like a cold. Like, you just let it, you ride it out, and it'll go away. Apparently, that, that doesn't happen.
1: Mm, no, that'll still linger there, like yeah. uh, like the Cranberry song. It yep. will certainly linger. Well, guess and what, I
2: Ryan? To, Yeah, I don't have to let it linger, is the thing.
1: No, you don't. Please don't. Yeah. Now, I'm glad you took those pills, and you're back to 100%. Good go. news is this, Ryan. You're a big hockey fan. I'm a big hockey fan. Ah. The Stanley Cup playoffs begin this week, so we figured no better time than to uh, break out a hockey movies episode. We've never, surprisingly never done this before.
2: No, no. And I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised that when you mention it, I'm like, haven't we done that? And we have not.
1: I know. We've done football. We've done basketball, I believe. Or no, maybe not basketball. We've done baseball and football. Maybe basketball yeah. will have to add to the list at some point. So hockey coming up. But first, let's get to the news and the notes. <laughs> look at the box office first from this past weekend, Ryan. A Quiet Place, the uh, horror movie from John Krasinski, starring he and his wife, Emily Blunt. $50 million took the top spot, and this is a movie that I have not seen yet, but I think I'm definitely going to have to see it, and maybe even this week.
2: Oh yeah, you got to see the and uh, them, we hear Rave Reviews.
1: It's like through like crazy the roof. Good reviews. People uh, are like loving it. Get this. out level stuff. Yeah. People are nuts. And I know our, our buddies, Mac and Goo, did an episode. So if you've seen it, maybe check out their episode over on uh, Mac and Goo podcast. I don't think we're going to do a standalone on this, but it's definitely worth seeing. I'm very intrigued by it. And even my wife said that she would want to see it. So maybe that's going to be something that we do this week. Ready Player One uh, finished second with 25.1 million. And then Cock Blockers. Came in third, twenty one point four, which is also getting pretty good reviews. The John Cena movie.
2: Yes, yes, it is. Leslie Mann is that a, is that a Judd Apatow
1: joint? It's a good question. Anytime you see Leslie Mann, you probably have to assume and it's John Judd Cena. Apatow and yeah. and John Cena. It, it could be, which means it would also be two and a half hours long. It
2: probably and he's probably got he didn't direct it or write it, but he's got some like executive yeah. producer credit on it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. And then yeah. Chappaquiddick finished seventh. Oh great. <laughs> People aren't really all about. I thought well, maybe you
2: were in the, mo- in the movie draft, which
1: surprised me. I but... took it in the movie draft. Well, we, I thought it was going to get better Rotten Tomatoes score than it did. It's like hovering in the high 70s right now. I thought okay. it would be better. Where do
2: we I... stand with that whole thing, by the way?
1: Yeah, so a little, uh, So we did a uh, movie draft with Mac and Goo, the boxers, and us, and it's based on box office money combined with Rotten Tomatoes score, both critics and audience alike. And it's way too early to tell. Mac and Goo have Black Panther, so they're killing everybody. Yeah, They also have Infinity War, so I feel like they're just going to win.
2: And just so and just so we're clear, yeah. you participated in a movie draft. I My did. name was attached to it, but I had nothing
1: to but do with it. But let's also make it clear that you were invited for said movie draft. I was. Okay. I was. But what, I think we're going to do okay, because we have Ant-Man and the Wasp, we have Deadpool 2, we have the Jurassic World sequel, we have... Uh, a couple of other things, so uh, we get
2: some late late editions. We'll be all right. yeah.
1: We got some summer movie blockbusters coming coming yep. your way. We have a little movie called Rampage. Ryan, ever hear of that? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I know. Tyler Perry's acrimony did not help us. <laughs> Turns out nobody saw it, and it's terrible. So that's a shame. Great. Hey, speaking of movies that might be terrible, did you see the new Solo a Star Wars trailer?
2: See, I don't think this is going to be terrible. I think oh, this is
1: going to be good. I think it's going to suck out loud.
2: I think it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, and people were really excited about the trailer, and they're like, oh, my God, I think this is going to be great. I'm like, I don't know, man. Suicide Squad had a badass trailer, so get You're out right. of here. Last Jedi had a great trailer. You're right. So I don't know. I just think the, I, can all of the other characters carry the film? Because I think the dude who plays Solo is going to be terrible, and it's not all his fault. It's just nope. he's trying to play younger Harrison Ford. Like, good luck, bro.
2: Yeah, good
1: luck with that. Um, I think it's gonna be trash.
2: But, but you got you got uh, Mother of Dragons, Amelia Clark. She's I do, in it.
1: I do She's like her. Area. Lando's gonna be great, obviously. Oh,
2: he and he's gonna steal the show. Donald Glover's gonna steal this movie.
1: Well, you know what it should have been? Uh, Lando, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I know. And then have like a little bit of Han Solo. And then so if he's if he's good, like great, a little bit more intrigue. And if he's bad, no no big deal because Lando's the star. It should be a Lando I, movie.
2: Yeah, I like Woody Harrelson in kind of like this mentor role.
1: Yeah, is is he playing the same character he did in Hunger Games? Basically. Um, Interesting. It's a shared universe,
2: maybe? Nothing against Peter Mayhew, but now we have a new guy playing Chewbacca, and I guess I did a little digging, Richard. Okay. And this guy's a seven-foot Finnish basketball player.
1: Ooh, I like the sound of that. He's an
2: athlete. So you notice in the trailer, Chewie scrapping it up a little bit. I like it. You know, body slamming people. You know, so that was mm-hmm. that was pretty good.
1: They say he's you, know, got a you good, need a
2: Chewbacca who can move.
1: There's some sort of you know post move no finish joke in there somewhere, but I can't find it.
2: <laughs> I've, well, I've he claims it. he's from Finland, but whether or not that's a country or not, we yeah, still that's
1: still much. very much up in the air. It's highly yep. debatable on whether or not Finland exists. So you're in on solo. That's next month. That's May's a busy yeah. ass month for us.
2: What am I going to do after? I'm going to have like a Avengers hangover. I need to see something, right?
1: You know what in hindsight we really should have pushed for was like a movie theater sponsor because I'm spending too much money on movie tickets recently. Oh my god, right? Anyway, uh how about some TV news here Ryan? Uh Carl Urban has been cast as Billy Butcher in The Boys on Amazon.
2: Carl Is he is he uh, is he not Australian? He is, right?
1: No, oh, I would assume so. He was in Thor. Urban was a name yeah, like that. Yeah, oh yeah. I like my Australian accent. Do it one more time? Kyle Urban. Oh yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. I think we can do Australian accents. We can. Okay.
2: That's not racist or anything. No, I don't
1: think so. But okay. how about this? So you get uh, The Boys is going to be on Amazon. It's a Garth Ennis uh, graphic novel. It's awesome. If you haven't read The Boys, are, read The Boys.
2: Are they going to get Simon Pegg?
1: They really should.
2: They should. The character is drawn to look like him.
1: It looks exactly... Yeah, right. He's, it's based off of Simon Pegg. Uh, what else is Simon Pegg doing? Like uh, another Star no, he's Trek just, sequel? Well,
2: he's, God knows he wasn't in fucking Ready Player
1: One. <laughs> he was he at was one day of shooting on Ready Player yeah. One. So hopefully he's in the boys. Speaking of, of Garth Ennis, Preacher Season 3 is going to debut on June 24th. Awesome. I think Season 2 we both thought was better than Season 1, so that's good news. Yep. And then FX ordered a pilot for Why the Last Man. That's a Brian K. Vaughn graphic novel. Which and a is, good one,
2: too. A it's really
1: good, good, good. and it's done, too. So it's one of these ones where if you start it right now... You can read the whole thing. You don't have to worry about it going on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, like The Walking Dead. You can pick yep. up the Why the Last Man, which is really good. I'm looking forward to that.
2: Which, and just to give, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically set, It's a science fiction kind of thing, but uh, in the future, everyone is female. Like, all the men died. Yeah. Or all the men can't reproduce or something like no, that. No,
1: no, no. There's one guy left, and it's there's this one guy, guy y. Left. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and so he... Which and- is like
2: the Y chromosome. It's all the women are, like, after him.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nuts.
2: It's yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and remember, this was supposed to be become a movie with like Shia LaBeouf was attached to it for like a long time. Remember that? Yeah, I could actually. Like, it, I'm not a huge it.
1: Shia LaBeouf fan, but he. Well, actually, this was like
2: post Transformers. This is like he was kind of a hot ticket. At he's that a,
1: I mean, he's a good actor. He's a little bit yeah. of a weirdo, but he's a good actor, and he'd be good in that role too. Yes. Uh, last bit of news before we get to the video game minute. Did you watch the Paterno movie on HBO? I did
2: not. I did not. And I, I for the life about. of me, yeah. I don't understand what Al Pacino has been doing for like the last five years because it seems to me the only thing he's doing is like these HBO movies where he plays like he. I'll tell like you, fucked he, up old guys. No, no. I'll tell he, you who.
1: I'll tell you who he plays. He plays Al Pacino. He plays yeah. Al Pacino in every fucking movie that he's in. <laughs> he's just in a hooah. Yeah. Like I'm like, and so he looks kind of like Joe Paterno. Like they put the makeup on him. They put the glasses on him. And they throw like a Penn State sweater on him. So you're like, oh, that's Joe Paterno. But then he just talks like Al Pacino. It's like some actors make the choice. They're like, I'm just going to fucking talk like I talk. And you're like, mm, okay. But then you see other actors who completely morph, like Gary Oldman and Daniel Day-Lewis. And these guys are like, I'm going to completely change my voice and sound like him. I'm like, there's enough videotape of Joe Paterno. He has a kind of a unique voice, right? Like, we've all heard it. Oh, yeah, like yeah. It's kind of like a higher pitch. He's got an accent to it. They're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like the old cranky guy voice. Yeah, he sounds like a bitch. And so... The, uh, Al Pacino sounds like Al Pacino and you're like okay
2: <laughs> well you remember too like like I said he's been he played Jack Kevorkian right. you don't know Jack which was an HBO movie he played Phil Spector in the Phil Spector movie and now he's playing Joe Paterno in a Joe Paterno movie for HBO all for HBO like what are you doing
1: I don't get it I mean maybe they signed him they, they signed his exclusive rights here's
2: a, yeah but it's like basically like the same movie like you're just a creepy old guy you know what I mean yeah like so a, anyway you know, I, who was fallen from grace now here's an idea Richard for a, a possible future show okay Worst Best Actors. Oh. Like, people who you consider to be, like, the best actors in Hollywood who now stink.
1: I think it's Al Pacino, and it's not even close. He's up there. Best Worst Actors, or or Worst Best Actors, or just, like, overrated actors. Exactly. Because Al Pacino, man... Like I got into an argument a while ago with Michael Holly when he still worked here, and we were talking about Al Pacino versus Robert De Niro. Oh, I'm the like, guy, the
2: guy who was sitting in my
1: seat. The guy, <laughs> the guy who was keeping your seat warm. Yeah, I, I like lost my mind. Like he's like he thinks Al Pacino's better than Robert De Niro, and I'm like, that's not even not up even for close. debate. Not even close. Like, no matter what you're talking about, if you're talking comedy, d- drama in their prime, post prime, like whatever, wherever you want to talk about, De Niro is better than Pacino. But anyway. That might be a whole set. We could do a De Niro v. Pacino, although oh. it would be very one-sided on this be podcast. It be pretty
2: one-sided, because I'm on your side. On yeah.
1: One. All right. Uh, oh, and the other, uh, the other HBO thing is uh, tonight, while well, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so tonight the Andre the Giant documentary comes out, which I'm excited oh, I'm, for. Oh,
2: I'm excited for this. That's going to be really badass. I'm really excited for this. I'm pumped. What a fascinating guy, you know?
1: He really is. And, like, they looks like they're talking to all the right people too like they're getting the wrestling world but they're also getting the movie world. like Billy Crystal's in it and uh, Carl Reiner so
2: and his daughter like talks about it for you know yeah so it's, so
1: it's gonna, gonna be, be good gonna be pretty good all right are you ready for your portion yes
0: it's time for Video Game minute, Game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute
1: all right Ryan what do you have
2: so what I have for you first, Richard, is this you know Video Game Minute, as the last two have been brought to us by Illusion, the great people at Illusion Grips. Uh, go follow them at Illusion Grips uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure you give them a shout. Go to their website. Buy some grips for your controllers. If you're anything like me, I wear these things. I've gone through three PlayStation controllers already, like the thumb pads. Oh have you ripped yours
1: yet? Goodness. No, but now that you mention it, I probably will soon.
2: Yeah, they'll probably rip soon, because you, you, you're rough on them. I hear you banging them around a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, only when things aren't going well, which is about every night.
2: <laughs> which is about, yeah. Um, so get this, in terms of video game news, Grand Theft Auto 5 is back in the news, Richard. Ooh. It has just become the best-selling media property in the history of the world. Really? Uh, adjusted for inflation. It, it is more profitable than any book, movie, album, any type of media. It is now the most profitable piece of media in the history of the world.
1: Is the Bible it, media?
2: Uh, yeah, but those you can get for free. So When, so mm. when you're talking about it, mo- it's the most profitable. It has generated $6 billion in revenue.
1: Holy smokes.
2: Yeah. The game's um, amazing.
1: I mean, the game really is just incredible.
2: But, and people are still playing that game. It's like five, six years old. And people are still playing that game. Like It, it might crazy. be the
1: closest thing to a perfect game.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it... Uh, the only thing, so Star Wars technically um, has generated more if you count merchandise. Yeah. But it, is, but it has made, the, like the Star Wars movies themselves, it has made more money than those.
1: Holy smokes. Which is nuts to think about. Is there going to um, be a Grand Theft Auto 6?
2: Well, they're doing Red Dead is coming out in the fall. Oh, that's so right. So that's like Cowboy Grand Theft Auto, which I am incredibly excited for.
1: All right, if you could uh, only play Red Dead 2 or the new Spider-Man game, what would it be?
2: Why are you doing
1: that? I ask the hard questions on this podcast.
2: you putting that, Don't put that evil on me. Well, so speaking <laughs> of that, so that was my next bit of. News, are you going to
1: answer way. that question or no?
2: Uh, I probably not. I don't think I can because Red oh, Dead Redemption, stop. like Red Dead Redemption, is probably one of my favorite games ever. Um, then there you go. I hope and I hope that Spider-Man is becomes one of my favorite games ever. Um, but the big news out of that camp, see, that's called a segue. Oh, that's so not. That's t- called.
1: That's called avoiding the question.
2: No, I said uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, You didn't um, answer it. I'm going to have to say Red Dead now because okay. I don't. I haven't played the other one yet. All right, so fair enough. That answer. Could, that's but that could change. It's that's pending.
1: I got it. But at least you're on the record right now.
2: Yeah, saying that if right now, if I would rather play a game that I played and loved and. Or not play a game that I haven't played yet? I mean, that's kind of a silly question. All right,
1: well, here's the second follow-up question. Let's yeah. say you get both of them on the same day. Which one do you pop in first? Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: That's a, the that's a easy one. Okay. Um, so, speaking of that, so uh, out of Paxies, right ahead of Paxis we finally, and I was tweeting the shit out of this. I was tweeting them. I was tweeting my boy Eric Monticelli at Marvel Games. Um, they finally put a release date on this thing, which is September seventh, I believe. Yeah, um, I already got it pre-ordered. Nice. It's already pre-ordered. It's already nice. got it. There so, you go. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, they've been showing a lot of gameplay, and the the what they really wanted to nail, and I hope they did, was the web swinging. Because remember the old games, the Activision games, like that was the most fun part. Yeah, it was great. It was just zipping around the city. So they were showing some of that off, and it looks actually really cool, really smooth. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, some other PAX East highlights, uh, they, there was a game I played called Guacamelee, which is like, basically like Nacho Libre and Coco in yeah. a video game. Okay, um, And then Guacamelee 2 is coming out, and it looks really cool, um, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, God of War is coming out at the end of this month, the 20th, on 420, man.
1: Nice. So,
2: so that's cool. Um, the last bit of that, I finished Far Cry 5, by the way. Did I you? I finished that, so I'm done with it, yeah.
1: There's still a ton uh, of commercials. You see more commercials on TV for Far Cry 5 than, like, any game in the longest oh, it,
2: time. It, it, it crushed sales this month. Yeah. It was, like, all over it, but it, it is bananas fun. Is it, it the best not, Far Cry? It's the most fun. It's not my favorite. Far Cry 3 is still my favorite one. Okay. This, is, this one's the most fun. All right. Um, so, so that's... So, so that's what I got. And I'm adding a new little segment here. So Fortnite news, because that's all anyone ever cares about anymore. People
1: are all over Fortnite people still. People are
2: all over this. Yeah. So there's been rumors that an asteroid is going to hit Tilted Towers and just wipe it off the map.
1: That's what I heard, too, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I guess the idea is that, like, it's basically, for, uh, Tilted Towers is basically breaking the game. Like, you can't, like you, like, you go on your float, and everyone lands in Tilted, and by the time you hit the ground, yeah. there's like 30 people left.
1: Yeah, they've all killed themselves there. I never yeah. go there. I just float around the outside. It's, a, it's and that's very relaxing. So you, yeah, yeah.
2: you've divided the game in half by having it there, because half the people go there, half the people avoid it at all costs. Right. So it's really a 50-person game instead of a 100-person <laughs> game. That's,
1: that's true. But it's got to um, feel pretty good. Like, if you are the lone survivor of Tilted Tower, you got to feel pretty good about yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or you're like, yeah. Um, so, so they're going to do that. So that's, that's kind of like the next update that they're teasing right now. Uh, similarly, a studio—the studio that made Lawbreakers, yeah—which uh, is a game made by Cliffy B, formerly of Epic Games, who makes Fortnite—they're um, releasing a game uh, called Radical Heights, mm. which is basically a knockoff of Fortnite. But
1: <laughs> all right,
2: it's, it looks v- very similar. Um, Interesting. So it's a knockoff of a knockoff.
1: Is it going to be free like that? Like Fortnite? It's going fr-
2: to be free. It's going to be free. It's a battle royale, royale game that's free. Um, and now, so what I'm hearing, so that's coming out. So basically, Fortnite was a knockoff of PUBG, and now Radical Heights is now a knockoff of Fortnite. There we and go. They're trying to capitalize on this whole thing. Round and, uh, and round. Yeah, and the PUBG people are now starting to get their own players back, their old players back by adding like fun game modes, okay. like temporary game modes that Fortnite does, so they're actually starting to add those, which is, which uh, is nice. So PUBG's back swinging again, but nice. that was well over a minute.
1: Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is over a minute, I've heard. Yeah, that's a lot of news. That's fine. Are you ready, though, for the topic du jour?
2: Yeah, I'm ready to for whatever this is.
1: Well, it's the topic of the day, and today it is hockey movies. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through all these hockey movies in chronological order. We're going to then say what our favorites are, what the best are, what the worst is, and then we may even pick a fictional lineup. Maybe do like a quick yeah. draft, and we can each have our own lineup, and we can see who has the better squad based off of players. So... Let's begin and really there's it's we're starting with the best movie. Like there's just no getting around that. 1977 Slapshot, a failing ice hockey team finds success using constant fighting and violence during games.
2: I mean, this like you said, this is kind of the gold standard yeah. of hockey movies. Yes. Um there will never be anything as good as Slapshot. Just like in, you know, you talk about golf movies like people will say there's nothing ever going to be as good as Caddyshack like ever. Right. Even though, you know, critically speaking that movie's not that good but um it is a funny movie it's a classic movie and there are some there are some gaps in slapshot too but what they nail um is that every hockey player trope is like represented like in this movie they're all and
1: there yeah you're right
2: and they're they're all there um and it's just like the stuff that's away from hockey in this movie is like even funnier than the hockey stuff like away from the hansen brothers stuff like just the with the fashion show like yeah that's it, like one of and um you know, with Denny Lemieux doing the icing at Ben, like right at the beginning of the movie, like that's one of the funniest hockey scenes in motion picture history.
1: And like when Denny, the uh, so the goalie, when yeah. he's doing the uh, the talk show and he's explaining yeah. to the host about what's a penalty and what happens, it's real. It's as good as it gets in any of these movies that we're going to talk about.
2: Yeah, and that's and it's the first scene of the movie, so you know
1: you're in for it, it like, right away. Yeah. And then obviously Paul Newman's great as uh, Reg Dunlap who's yep. a guy like way past his prime. So, as you said, it hits a, coach. all the, tra- yeah, he's a player coach. It yep. hits all of the, and it's a lot of these movies too. You notice it's like minor league hockey. It's like maybe you yep. can get more personality out of that or something. I don't know if it had anything to do with copyrights or whatever, but they start with this. It's certainly become a cult classic. It's not just the best hockey movie, it's on the short list of best sports movies, obviously, of, of oh, all absolutely. time. And it's, it's funny. Like the characters are really good. I would look for when we do our draft, uh, Ned Braden probably going to be up there pretty high he's
2: gonna, yeah he's on my list he's a, he's a high draft pick an educated guy you know skilled yeah. player
1: and yeah. a fun fact about him the leading scorer of the federal league how about that so you add that to it but they have a bunch and like i think the hansen brothers get so much of the attention and like when people reference slap shot they say hansen brothers but there's a lot of other really good characters in this
2: oh so many good characters
1: So So many good characters. So this this movie is obviously great. So let's let's start. We've got Slapshot on the list. And it's funny because there really wasn't a hockey movie prior to that. And then after that, it took nine years to make another one. So it was almost like we're not going to top Slapshot. Like if we even go near hockey, like what are we we doing? But the next one. It's it's so funny
2: because like hockey changed. You know, like when I I grew up playing hockey, and anyone who grew up playing hockey will tell you like in the last ten years. Like it went from hockey was a very like blue-collar sport. Like, in the, in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like, it was, you know, and I remember, like, all my, you know, growing all my rich friends played basketball, and, like, I played hockey, you know what I mean? Which but doesn't
1: make a lot of sense, because hockey make equipment a lot of sense, is expensive, it, and basketball's not.
2: But, it, yeah, but now, that's what I'm saying, like, now, like oh, now hockey equipment is oh, stupid.
1: Yeah, it's insane.
2: $1,000 for a pair of
1: skates. Flipped. It flipped. So, now you go, jump nine years, 1986, young blood. A skilled young hockey prospect hoping to attract the attention of professional scouts is pressured to show that he can fight if challenged during his stay in a Canadian minor hockey town. His on-ice activities are complicated by his relationship with the coach's daughter.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And Youngblood, of course, is uh, named after Dean Youngblood, who was played by Rob Lowe.
2: It was played by a very, yeah, so basically you take the movie The Outsiders and put them in hockey, hockey <laughs> equipment, and that's basically what this movie is.
1: Rob Lowe, um, Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves are all in this movie.
2: Oh, uh, and Keanu plays the goalie. It was his first role. He plays the, plays the goalie. Yes. Uh, and Patrick Swayze is the, the wily captain of the team, Derek Who? Sutton.
1: Derek Sutton who also is got to be one of the best fictional players of all time.
2: Yeah, he's he's on yeah, don't you steal him in our draft too. I, I think I might
1: now so he, the deal with him is he had a head injury which yep. sort of paves the way for uh, Dean Youngblood, but Derek Sutton when he was 18 in this uh, in the in juniors, he had a 92 goal season. That's <laughs> That's fucking bananas. So that's been, yeah. And like the Patrick Swayze, like think about mid-80s Swayze like with his hair, like perfect hockey casting.
2: Oh yeah,
1: he is. Oh, yeah, and he's awesome. he gets
2: Yeah, he gets hurt by uh, Carl Racky, which is another great hockey name. Carl Racky, uh, the, the goon of the league, which then Dean Youngblood has to fight at the end of the movie. Oh, it's great. Stand up for himself because Deaner's a, he's a bit of a pretty boy. You know, he's a bit of that first line pretty boy, skill guy.
1: You know, oh, of so. course, of course. So how yeah. do you, how does Youngblood stack up? Because I feel like it's a forgotten sports movie.
2: Uh, it's that, it's a little too like it's a little too dramatic
0: at yeah. times.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, which is fine, and the relationship with the coach's daughter is, is uh, something to behold. But it's it kind of takes away from a little bit of the movie. Uh, the funniest part of that movie, they have the billet mother, or was it Miss McGill? So they have tea with Miss McGill. Yes, Miss McGill asks them to the tea, and she just basically like bangs the whole hockey team, <laughs> which is which not, is awesome. Not bad. I, I do. Good. I do have some. Uh, I'll tell you off the air. I do have some guys I played juniors with who were uh, with their billet family got a little uh, got a little fresh. Sure, you know what I mean.
1: Sure, they did. Why not? So, that happened. Why not? So young blood. Now jump ahead. I don't know if this counts or not, but it's on our list. 1992's The Cutting Edge, a temperamental figure skater and a former hockey player try to win Olympic gold as a figure skating pairs team.
2: Wow, what a just uh, just a dumpster fire of a movie. Just and I'll tell dumb. you this right now. You know who's not on my list for fictional hockey players? What's his name? Doug
1: uh, yeah, DB Sweeney, whoever. The yeah,
2: played by DB Sweeney.
1: He, uh, and so uh, one of my uh, ex girlfriends, this is like her, one of her favorite movies of all time. And so. Yeah. Doug h- Dorsey. H- ex girlfriend. Yeah. All right. Get let's yeah. let's go uh, later. That same year. So we're going to just throw that to the side, but we're, just, we're mentioning it. Also, 1992, The Mighty Ducks, a self centered Minnesota lawyer, is sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey team.
2: Just a, what a fun little movie this is. You know what I mean? Awesome. awesome what a fun
1: movie. Like for youth sports, I mean, you have like the Sandlot, you have Little Giants, yeah. you have, you know, there's a few others like, you know, Major League and Little Big League and like these ones, but Mighty Ducks, you could put right up there with any of them and maybe it's the best.
2: And it's probably. I think it's one of the first, one of these first of like kids in sports movies. Because then you remember they had it was like the Mean Green, or they had like the soccer one, and then like you said they had the Sandlot, and then yeah. they had Little Giants. So I think of they were they trying had, to capture uh, like what the Mighty Ducks did.
1: They had the Air Bud series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what about um, Angels in the Outfield? Let's, let's, oh, let's, all let's, those. Let's those were those are terrible. But well, Mighty Ducks was great, and the sequel D two the Mighty Ducks. But don't no, now. Slow down.
2: Slow down. Whoa. We're won't getting there yet. All right, um, no, all,
1: right, all right, just money, stick on Mighty Ducks then. So you have a, a young Pacey playing Charlie Conway, who's sort Charlie of Conway. the uh, yep. the heart and soul of the team. Not mo- not the most skilled gentleman out there, but the, the heart and soul of the team. Adam Banks yep. is, is clearly the best player. A little bit of a puss, if we're being honest. A bit of a,
2: a cake eater, as a l- they would call him in this movie. A
1: little bit of a cake eater. Fulton yep. Reed, who just later went on.
2: From a, just a <laughs> boomer from
1: the point. <laughs> who later went on to be a, uh, a terrible lawyer in the uh, Netflix MCU. <laughs>
2: The biggest kid in Mighty Ducks with the absolute clap bomb from the shoot is now a short, <laughs> fat, tubby lawyer in Daredevil. <laughs> Who's getting pushed
1: me? around. He sucks now. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Greg Goldberg when he was still a goalie, kind of a, a little spoiler. He's not always yep. a goalie later on. And then, obviously, uh, Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay as the coach. And, oh, man, sort of on the, you know, what, what could have been for him, you know? Like he really should have been playing with Mike Madonna in the in the NHL.
2: And I'm telling you right now, who's not going to get drafted in this thing is D.B. Sweeney and Emilio for being the worst on-screen hockey players ever. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, my God. He can't skate for shit.
1: No, he can't. But... No. and then Not a, the
2: worst hockey player on film, but he's up but
1: there. also a fun story with peewee hockey and the whole... Like, we've all played youth sports, and there is that bullshit yep. about, like, well, where do you live? Like, what town are you in? And, like, what part that's of that's town are you yeah. in? And, like, you get divided all all around, so... That shit with Adam Banks is, is a classic. And so many other movies and like TV shows have done that same kind of shit after the fact. Let's go to uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks, 1994. Gordon Bombay is forced to withdraw from the minor hockey league with a knee injury. Much to his surprise, he is given the job of coach of Team USA Hockey for the Junior Goodwill Games in California. With most of the Ducks and a few new players in tow, he sets forth for L.A., all appears to be going well for a while, but the hype of Hollywood starts to get to Gordon and he is distracted when Iceland, the favorites to win the title, appear on the scene. That's right, hockey power Iceland.
2: H- that's a, where the fuck is where's Canada? Where's Russia? Where's Finland? Like where's pick- you know, where where is any any every team they play. Like it's not a hockey country.
1: There's literally like eight countries you could pick and it would be fine. Like you just named a bunch of them, but like if you said I don't know nineteen ninety four was that Czechoslovakia. You could have gone yeah. with uh, Finland, Sweden, you could, with Switzerland. you could have all all all, all these ones. So Iceland. It does introduce Iceland. us to uh, Gunnar Stahl though. Gunnar Stahl is a badass. Gunnar Stahl.
2: And that uh, the, that that uh, the trainer from you know what was the what was the uh, what was the coach's name too? The coach had like some like weird. Oh
1: he name. was a badass too. He was, oh, Gunnar. he was good. Yeah,
2: no, Gunnar Stahl was the, the hot shot and then which also introduced us to uh, Julie the Cat Gaffney which with the hot glove.
1: Who is a better goaltender than Goldberg? Yeah, and it's not even close. You also get uh, Dean Portman, so that sort of gives Fulton Reed. The, you get the Bash Brothers now. Yep. you I get Louis in jail now. I'm not even kidding. Dean Portman is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, he's not in jail. Goldberg definitely
2: got uh, He got sent up the river, but I thought oh, I think the guy. Oh I thought said No, Portman. but the guy who played Dean Portman is in jail.
1: No, I think he's married to somebody. He's married to like Idina Menzel or something.
2: We'll edit that in post. We'll get it figured out. We can do some fact checking there.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get back to that. Uh, you get the knuckle puck. You got Keaton Thompson's first movie as Russ Tyler. He's in the house. Oh, he's in the house. is he's, he's he's bringing the sass. You like uh, Kenny? You like Kenny Wu? You like? I, like, uh, Kenny Woo. I you like, like Kenny
2: Wu. Like I like Kenny Wu. You like
1: Luis Mendoza?
2: Uh, I do. I do. Benny the Jet. There you he's go. He just he just made a, a career as a child actor as the fast guy. Huh? He's fast.
1: Yeah, he stole home in a in a big league game once. Yeah. That's pretty good, but D two. I think the Iceland thing is dumb as hell, but it's a fun movie, and it. I think it it could be even better than the first one.
2: Yeah, uh, you're not gonna go I that far. That. No, I'm not gonna The right. Iceland thing did it for me. In the Trinidad, they had like the like the weirdly racist like Caribbean team. The, with the tie dye, like, oh, and, like yeah. banging steel drums on the bench. Like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a little silly, but it's. There's a lot of good stuff, and I remember seeing this in the theater as what, however old I was, and it was just, it was a blast, and it's a good. And by
2: the way, a little little league rule, Richard. Yeah, you can't come out in the third period with different uniforms. That's a that's a forfeit. <laughs> by the way, you can't <laughs> do that.
1: They're gonna and get, get the you for that, that every time.
2: One of the things that always bothered me is that everyone. So I said like Conway on like the back, or like Goldberg, you know, like on the back yeah. of his jersey. And, and Fulton Reed said Fulton in his first name. It always bugged the shit out of me. So if you go that watch V2, it says Fulton on the back of it I
1: don't street. like that at all. Yeah. I don't like that. All right, before we get to the uh, the final part of their trilogy there, in 1995 we have a little movie called Sudden Death. A former fireman takes on a group of terrorists holding the vice president and other hostage hostages during the seventh game of the NHL Stanley Cup final.
2: It's basically the office of uh, Threat Level Midnight is basically the plot of it's this It's basically
1: movie. what this is. Now, this uh, was Penguins. Jean-Claude. Yeah, Jean-Claude as Darren McCord. It's Penguins, Blackhawks, Stanley Cup Final, yeah. which, first of all, I like because I feel like some, movies like this sometimes don't. Like They don't care about details, and they'll have like two like Eastern Conference teams in the finals or, right. or some bullshit. So at least, at least Penguins-Blackhawks could be a final, so that's, that's fine. They have real players. So here's a little trivia question for you. They obviously needed to force overtime to, to extend the game because the whole uh, building was going to blow up as you know, yep. soon as the game was over. Do you remember who scored the goal for the Penguins? They were down one in the third period, and a real player scored a goal for them.
2: A real player. So this is in 95? 95.
1: And it's a player, a really good player, but he's not synonymous with the Penguins.
2: So it's not Lemieux or Yager. Right. So it has to be someone like, oh, shit, Uh, like Paul Coffey or someone like that. I don't remember.
1: It was fucking Luke Robitaille. Luke Robitaille. Luke Robitaille, who was great in NHL 95 with the Kings, but I guess he, yep. he was with the Penguins only for like a couple of years, and then he eventually went back to the Kings. But he was there with them. But this, this movie is also great because Jean-Claude ends up taking on the uh, goalie pads. So he ends up yep. dressed up as Brad Tolliver, and he makes a save, and he punches out a guy in the Blackhawks. <laughs> like he gets thrown out of the game. Yeah, I just... Yeah.
2: Didn't it, wasn't there at some point there was like a penguin's mascot, too? Like there was that that was involved. somehow. Yes, like yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: The, the mascot's name is Iceberg. And yeah. uh, it was like one of the girls that was like a villain was dressed up as the penguin to like get yeah, somebody, uh, it was the something whole thing. like that. But it was yeah, like ridiculous. they had all of these. They had the vice president and all these other people hostage being held hostage in like a VIP luxury suite.
2: <laughs> right, like they at least they get free food, so yeah, get like snacks and beers. This you know? ain't
1: bad. I can watch the game. I got, I got yeah. we got our own bathroom here. Like, like you had
2: be, you're in a luxury suite and be like, you stay here, don't move. And you're like, okay. I wasn't
1: planning on it. it's, game I was it's game seven. I'm not
2: going anywhere. Game seven? You kidding me? This is the best. If I pissed right on the floor. Someone would come and clean this up. Like we're we're good.
1: So yeah, so sudden deaths on the list. All right, let's wrap up the Mighty Ducks trilogy with D three. The unruly team of hockey misfits grows up a bit and receives scholarships to a prestigious prep school where they take on the snotty varsity team.
2: The snotty varsity team. Like, I I love how you take a gold medal from the Junior Goodwill Games, right? A good, yes. An entire team. A whole team. A whole team. Co-ed, mind you. Correct. <laughs> and you and you make them... There's no women's hockey at this boarding school, because that's completely unheard of. Oh, that'd right? be, be would insane have to
1: over. have that in 1996.
2: Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, you just wholesale them now. Adam Banks makes varsity, and the rest of you are on the JV team. Then they take on the the varsity team and beat them.
1: I hate this. Right? I hate this so much. Can you imagine? So when you were uh, at St. Paul's, if you guys faced the JV team,
2: not only <laughs> I'm I talking just like just physically, emotionally, and spiritually, just like stuffing people into a locker. Just like, like
1: visualize we, that for a moment. Like that would just I-
2: be. You know, it's funny, around, like, high school hockey locker rooms, you talk about that, like, what would you do if we, like, played, like, the JV team? You played the like,
1: JV team.
2: One of our first game. I mean, one of our first practices, we would have, like, the red-white game where we would, like, it would be, like, but it would be, like, an inner squad. Like, it would be right. all, like, mixed up. Um, and even then, like, that, that didn't always end well. But you know what the thing It Being in boarding schools now and working in the boarding school world, you know what the first thing that jumped out to me was? When, when thinking about this movie again, now, as 36 years old, that is a, that is a lot of financial aid money to be thrown around.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. They're talking. You know they, mean? All those guys are quote on scholarship. And oh, if yeah. they were, they wouldn't be on JV. Like, that's just. No. Like, think about it. Like, the good hockey players that go to these prep schools, they're playing right away. Like, you wouldn't waste all this money on the JV team. The JV team are the poor bastards that played and, like, I like hockey. And then they show up to a prep school and they're like, God damn it. Like, these guys are for real. Like, they're all yeah. going to play college hockey.
2: Yeah. Well, most of them.
1: Well, mo- um, most of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, and again, are we need blind? Like what, these yeah. kids aren't filling out FAFSA reports. Like what's going on?
1: Well, and then the other thing I was so stupid about this movie too is the varsity players. They all hated the uh, the ducks for coming in, and part of the reason was they all had like younger brothers who got cut from JV to make room for them. And you're like, what? which makes sense. that's a, that's an honest to god gripe. I guess. But only that, but, but like, come on,
2: watch this movie again. Like all the kids who play like for the ducks, yeah. they're assholes.
1: Yeah, like, they, are. they are all those bigger
2: assholes in this movie.
1: But not to dwell on this. But again, just going back to St. Paul's, for example. Yeah. How many kids would you say roughly played JV and and for like a year or two, and then played varsity?
2: Probably like in my time, I was like three or four. Yeah. Right. Like, and they would play. They would play JV as a freshman because they just like hockey's like hockey's like baseball. Like, like if you need to, if you want to get better, you have to play. Yeah. True. You know what I mean like football you can stand on the sidelines and not play and then they'll just throw you in a game somewhere. Like hockey and baseball like you have to play to get better. So like those kids who just, you know, if you're going to be on varsity you're not going to play so we'd rather have you play a year of JV and actually play a lot. Yeah. You know like goalies? Like you need to see shots to get better.
1: No, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's a little bit different. But anyway, so this is – so if, if, I, if you had a problem with Iceland, having a problem with these guys winning the junior Goodwill games and then not being able to make varsity is just the worst. So.
2: Except for Adam Banks. Poor Adam Banks gets the, gets the shaft yeah. in all these movies. He's a little
1: soft, though. A little soft. I know he's soft. All right, now, also in 1996, uh, is this a hockey movie? Happy Gilmore.
2: Uh, it's a golf movie. I'm going to call that a golf movie.
1: Now, the plot is a rejected hockey player puts his skills yep. to the golf course to save his grandmother's house. He uh, led the league in penalty minutes that he played in. He also is the only guy ever to remove his skate and stab someone with it. Yeah, But there's not a lot of hockey.
2: There's not a lot of hockey. Um, I think this was just an excuse for Adam Sandler to look like Adam Sandler and just like wear hockey jerseys instead of wearing actual clothing. That
1: could be. Now, his putter is a hockey stick.
2: Yeah, and he he looks like a like a 3-year-old like trying to putt, like anybody. And you know what's crazy about this is like every anyone I know who grew up playing hockey or played hockey for a really long time are all decent golfers.
1: Yeah, that's true. That one definitely transitions. They are all the worst basketball players and really good golfers.
2: Yeah, and like you don't have like yeah, I don't know. Like I, anyone who's like like shot a shot a puck before can like swing a golf club. Yeah. Like I don't understand why he looks like an idiot doing it.
1: <laughs> well, he wasn't a good hockey player.
2: <laughs> he wasn't a good hockey player. It's true. But
1: all right, so that's probably not a hockey uh, movie. All right, mi- 1999's nine's Mystery Alaska. This comedy is about the residents of a small town who get overexcited when their hockey team gets chosen to host a televised event. I haven't seen this in forever.
2: And this one is it's like it's like sneaky because you think that this is like a family movie. Yeah. And it's not like they have like you know there's like you know it seems that you, they, the way they pitched it was like oh you know it's like kind of like this underdog story that's like PG 13 or whatever, and then you have like guys banging each other's sisters and you know premature ejaculation nudity like all this stuff like it's
1: it's crazy. Well, this is a Jay Roach movie, right? Who did Austin Powers? Because like Mike yeah. Myers is in this; he's got a small part too. And then Big they, hockey have a, fan. yeah, oh, he's huge, a Canadian guy. And then they have a tie-in too at the end. I guess spoiler alert: a couple of the guys get. Contract offers by the New York Rangers. Yep. So like they have like the direct tie into the NHL. But add that one. I, I know a lot of people like Mystery Alaska. So add that.
2: And this and this is a great story coming out here. So uh, actual NHL players, the Ra- the New York Rangers actually were like showed up to this game and played like they were on in the movie.
1: Oh right right and, right. That's and I sick. guess
2: um, Russell Crowe like fancied him. He like trained to be a hockey player for like six months. I oh thought boy. He was the shit. Yeah. And, and it was like taking some liberties with some like NHL players. Oh boy. And I guess they just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like any time, like you, like on film, like him getting hit, like you, they were actually hitting him, like shooting pucks at him, like That's just being good. a dick to him. Good. Like I forget who told the story. It might have been like Brian Leach or somebody like that. But they were just like not having it with him.
1: Good. They should. Yeah. This this predated the Gladiator, so he wasn't as big yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, Slapshot two, breaking the ice, comes out in two thousand two. So I-
2: Yep, I teased this one a little bit. Uh, probably the worst hockey player ever put on film, Stephen Baldwin.
1: Stephen Baldwin. who's was on the cover of the the tape or the DVD. It says, with the original Hanson brothers still on the same minor league hockey team, the Chiefs are sold to a new owner who gives them a female coach and puts them in a league in which they are to be regularly humiliated by an opposing Harlem Globetrotters-like team.
2: Yeah, and... <laughs> The commissioner of the league, of course, played by Gary Busey.
1: Yeah, obviously.
2: Which, because obviously, why wouldn't it be? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and just like, just embarrassing. Like, you have like guys like pantsing referees, like on face offs and stuff like this. Like, it's so stupid. It's.
1: Yeah, I hate it, that. It's
2: the, it's the Caddyshack 2 of hockey.
1: It is. Essentially. Yep. Slapshot 2, Breaking the Ice. There's another Slapshot movie we'll get to in a moment. 2004, though, we get a, we get a great one. We got Miracle. And Miracle. this obviously is telling the story of Herb Brooks the player turned coach who led the 1980 US Olympic hockey team to victory over the seemingly invincible Russian squad so this is the based on a true story they have all the players they got um, you know kurt russell as herb brooks who's great you know some good moments from mike ruzioni like that story had been told but never in a movie like this and they i thought they did a great job
2: they did an awesome job, and I have an awesome anecdote about this movie Let's so, hear it. I think it's awesome so <laughs> actually you, know, you, you, you know my brother so my brother um, was a theater major he played actually played college hockey at Manhattanville and was a theater major um, so he was trying to be an actor while also playing Division one hockey so uh, around the time like this movie's getting made, he had picked up an agent in new york ooh so this guy calls him and he says uh you know pj they're 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 shooting this movie about the 1980 Olympic team, but the thing is they don't want actors. They want actual hockey players from around, mm. you know, the Massachusetts area and, like, the Minneso- and Minnesota. So you need to go on this audition. Like, basically, you're a shoe in for this since you are an actor and a hockey player. Like, you need to go to this.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely.
2: Slep, slept through the audition.
1: What? Yeah. Slept through it. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, because so, I could definitely see him in this. He would definitely fit right in. I know. Oh, he would the, have fit right in. One yeah, of the guys, right I forget who it was. Uh, he played like his father. Like he got the role because like it was his dad, and so he. I forget which yep. player it was, but yep. yeah, yeah, because they they had to cast the entire team. You know, between the practices crazy. and the games and everything else. And the kid who
2: played Jack O'Callaghan, who this kid Mike Mananudo, who passed away recently, um, pick at the pod. Yeah, um, we grew up playing with him. Oh no like, shit. Yeah, like, he's from around, like, we played against him growing up, like, all growing up. Nice. So, so this that one, was my brother's role, and Mike took it, so.
1: That's really a goddamn shame is what that yeah. is. No, but this is, and like, when we've talked about other sports movies, like, they'll mix in, like, a, a true story one that's pretty good, and it's like, you know, you got a real athlete, and it's hard to compare them to some of the fictional ones, so that's why, I think it's the first one on our list, right, with all real players? Like, real hockey players. All, yeah. real, all real dudes. Uh, speaking of a real dude, 2005, "The Rocket," a story about Quebec's most famous hockey player, Maurice "The Rocket" Richard, focusing on the struggles of a French Canadian in the National Hockey League dominated by Anglophones.
2: What? Yeah, this is a very like pro Quebec movie. If you've ever seen it, um, uh, I thought It's okay. It's not. It's not gonna. You know, I mean, yeah, it's really not have for me to say about it. I
1: yeah, can give two poops about Rocket Richard. So it's
2: not. It's not a real struggle. Like that's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There There's are plenty people, of French Canadians.
1: As yeah. I say, there are people around the world dealing with real struggles. I don't know if that qualifies.
2: Oh, I speak French and everyone else speaks English because I'm from a weird province in Canada. Like that's not a real problem. <laughs> yeah, it's you're, not like it's not like you're like Jackie Robinson. You know what I mean?
1: No, no, it's not. Yeah, this isn't exactly this is the forty two of hockey movies, which is yeah not great. Hey, how about this? Slapshot 3, the Junior League, came out in 2008. The Hanson brothers are back, and who better to whip a ragtag youth team into shape for the upcoming championships than the most unpredictable trio ever to strap on skates? Yeah, and you can't
2: you can't play junior hockey when you're past 21 years old, so I don't know what the Hanson brothers are doing playing junior hockey mm, in their 50s, it's a but
1: Bit of a workaround there. I, that's why man. I guess they are... Uh, I guess they're coaching up a team, but that sucks. They're just
2: Yeah, but they're, like, wearing... And by the way, the worst hockey gear I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, I, I've only seen the trailer, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's distracting,
1: they, isn't they it, really when, like, they're not wearing... Like, I hate football movies where the shoulder pads are, like, bigger, like, way bigger than the person should be wearing, and the helmet, like, when a position player has a face mask that they wouldn't have, it, like, drives me oh, nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Remember that movie, Necessary Roughness, where yeah. they have, like, those, like, weird, like, face masks?
1: Like, it drives me nuts.
2: Yeah. I just, oh, by the way, Leslie Nielsen in Slapshot... Free, by the way,
1: well, it's a paycheck.
2: Because I was, yeah. 2008,
1: I think it was one of his last rolls. 2008 was a great year for hockey movies. As uh, the Love Guru also came out. Pitka, an American raised outside of his country by gurus, returns to the states in order to break into the self-help business. His first challenge is to settle the romantic troubles and subsequent professional skid of a star hockey player whose wife left him for a rival athlete.
2: And, and Justin Timberlake with one of the most ridiculous character names in all in all sports cinema. His name is Jacques Lecoq. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: like, I mean that that alone at least is I guess worth mentioning. Jacques this Lecoq. was kind
2: of like this was kind of like the last we've ever heard of Mike Myers, right?
1: Uh, Love Guru, yeah. Well, then he like popped up in Inglorious Bastards, and he like popped up in a couple other things.
2: But like people, like he's no longer like he was the shit for a while. Oh Hopkins,
1: yeah, the Austin powers definitely. movies, and then like predating then that, then *Wayne's track, World* and, and Trek. Oh yeah, yeah he was,
2: *Wayne's World*. And then, he'll and then be he back. just like he's like, let me do the love guru, and they're like, okay, and they they're like, eh, why well, don't you take a couple shifts off there, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back. 2010 brought us uh, *Tooth Fairy*. A bad deed on the part of a tough minor league hockey player results in an unusual sentence. He must serve one week as a real life tooth fairy. This of this course, that, *Star in yeah. the Rock*. As Wayne the Rock Johnson, That's as
2: as the Tooth Fairy and, yeah. and a hockey player, he would be terrifying on skates.
1: He would be. He'd be. So yeah. they call him the Tooth Fairy because he would knock opposing players' teeth out. He was a bit of a bit of a goon. Yep. But another minor league hockey player too. Speaking of minor league hockey, now we got a couple of good ones here to end the list. Goon. Came out in two thousand eleven, labeled an outcast by his brainy family. A bouncer overcomes long odds to lead a team of underperforming misfits to semi pro hockey glory, beating the crap out of everything that stands in his way. Of course, uh Sean William Scott plays Doug Glatt, who joins up with the Halifax Highlanders. And this movie is awesome. Like this is just awesome. I love it.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. And it's again, what what this movie nails, um having against having spent time in, jun- in the junior hockey world. What this movie did, and I say this to everybody, what they nail, it's like it's cartoony, but the locker room yeah. in a minor league or junior hockey locker room, they fucking nail it.
1: Oh, like it's great. You have, like, the, you like have how- the brothers that are just, like, yep. so, like over the top and, like, dirty. And then you have, like, the goalie who's so weird. You have, like, some players that are super quiet, don't say anything. And then some are kind of, like, follow other guys. You have, like, the super old guy that, like, he's just hanging on. Then you have, like, the young kid who should be in the NHL, but he's not. And, like, they 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 hit a lot of different – you're right. Like, some of the fighting is so over the top, but, like, it's great.
2: It's great, and, it, and, and uh, Sean William Scott does that, like, doofy role, like, really well. But like you said, I mean, you have, like, those weird Russians in the locker room who, like, don't talk to anybody, but just, like, speak Russian to, like, themselves. Yes. The fucking goalies are always tapped. And you have, like, that, you said you have the captain who's been there way too long. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the kid who, like, follows him around and, like, tries to do, like, everything, you when, know, like he does.
1: No, and- oh, yeah. That, when the old guy is doing, like, the pregame speech and he keeps mentioning how he's going through a divorce... Yeah. It's like the funniest thing ever, cause he's trying to get the team psyched up for the game, but he's like, and you know, like, I've overcome a lot. Like, you know, my wife's taking everything from me. And then he's like, he's like, yeah. and those guys over there that were playing, three of those guys are also going through a divorce. <laughs> and then you're like, what? Yeah. And then he goes, the, then his little sidekick goes, yeah, we're playing against divorced guys. <laughs> it's like, it makes no sense. but I was just, I was dying laughing. Listen to that. Yeah, it
2: was awesome. And the, the goalie, of course, with the, the famous line in the movie, two rules of the locker room. Don't, t- don't touch my fucking Percocets and do you have any Percocets? With in
1: <laughs> yeah, and Doug's yeah. just like, yeah, okay, like, I'll, I'll let you know. So yeah. he, he plays a good character. Jay Baruchal, who ends up directing the other one, he wrote this one and directed the sequel. Every, you guys know him from This Is The End and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's really good in this as Doug Glatt's friend. Also, Liv Schreiber as Ross Ray, like the, the guy who's going to be retired, the big goom that's going to be retiring. Yep. They're really good. Then Xavier Laflemme, uh, who got a concussion from Ross Ray, and like basically he's the yips now. But he was like the number two overall pick in the NHL, but he's not playing with them, so
2: he's not paying it out.
1: They have a he's pretty good they have a pretty good cast of characters. Uh, so that movie is awesome. And then comes the last one on our list. 2017, Goon, Last of the Enforcers. A hockey player plagued by injuries is confronted with the possibility of retirement when a tough new player challenges his status as the league's top enforcer. So they introduce you to Anders Kane. He's the new player whose dad's the owner of the Halifax team, and this guy is like, it, like they bill him basically as. I don't even know who you'd compare him to because he's like one of the best skilled players but he also just beats the shit out of everybody. He's oh, like yeah, the perfect like a, hockey like player.
2: Yeah, he's like the perfect hockey like a Mark Messier kind of.
1: Yeah, he's like in, he's like Or he, Cam,
2: Cam Neely is another one.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe he's like a Cam Neely. Um Milan
2: Lucic kind of player. I
1: would say Lucic if he could score more. Like
2: Well, I think he did. I mean, he had some ga- he had some seasons where he scored a
1: He had a lot of 30 goals, goal but. season. Yeah. And so that's that's how they kind of build this guy. What I also like in this movie is TJ Miller plays one of like the TSN like Sports Center guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so, it's just on regular TV, but he swears all the time, and it's just like fine. And like that co-host like can't believe all the stuff that he's saying. Like it's really funny.
2: Fun, fun story too. So in the in the original Goon, when uh, Jay Baruchel's doing like his radio show.
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh, the what guys do they call it, Hot the Ice? The, what's that? <laughs> Was it Hot Ice or something? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The guys running the booth are producing the show, are the Trailer Park Boys.
1: Oh, are they really?
2: Yeah. That's funny.
1: So that's a the little fun little thing. That's not that's not bad. This movie yeah. though kind of drove me nuts. Like there was a lot of stuff that was like I know it's stupid, like they're both stupid, but Goon, I would say is like a really good movie. This one was not a good movie. Like there's funny no, there's funny things, but now th- one of the things they have, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if the- these exist, but they have these former hockey players that literally just do hockey fights on the ice. There's no uh, way that's a real thing, is it?
2: It's not. It's it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, so basically, what you have is like you have your your goal scorers, you know, your Xavier LaFlems and you yeah. know your uh, and your Ned Braden's. But in order to for those guys to do what they do, you need um, guys who can protect them. Um, so the, there's like you talk about baseball like, has all these unwritten rules and stuff. Hockey's the exact same way. And people who don't like they shouldn't be fighting in hockey. Like. There kind of needs to be fighting in hockey.
1: Oh no, no! I I completely agree with this, and I know what you're saying on this. I'm saying that when Ross Ray retired, he they would then sell it out almost like a freak show or almost like a boxing match, where they would rent out the arena and it would literally just be hockey fights. I have no, I have never. There's no fucking way that's a real thing. It's like that was so out there, and it was like a critical. It was a really critical part of the movie too, and I'm like, this is kind of taking me out of it.
2: No, I I don't think that's I hope that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> it would be really sad I, if it was. Yeah, cuz I mean you listen to all these guys talk and you know you watch any of the documentaries about these guys and like all these guys grew up like they didn't want to do that. Like they didn't you didn't come through youth hockey and like peewees to like like punching people in the head. Like these are all very skilled hockey right. players otherwise they wouldn't be there. And you Doug Glad, I mean, by just, the
1: way, is based off of a real guy. Like I I'm yeah, not saying Walpole. Yeah. Like I'm not saying yeah. all this stuff happened, but he is based off yeah. of a a real No, guy he did wind
2: way. up he was like a cop and he wound up playing like in like minor league hockey, just fighting.
1: Yeah, I think he got as high as the AHL maybe. But yeah. yeah, kind of an interesting story. All right, so Ryan, out of all those movies, what would be let's see, top three or top five favorite movies?
2: Okay, so top I mean Slapshot is yeah. again Slapshot's is the, the best, one. That's take that as red. Um, but I'm gonna in no particular order, I'll go chronological, I guess. Uh Youngblood Yep. is a really good hockey movie. Um, Mighty Ducks, obviously, is a good... Uh, Miracle is kind of the the feel-good hockey movie, if you're looking for kind of like the, the, that not funny and yeah. not you know, goofy, like the best like hockey hockey movie would probably be Miracle. Um, and then Goon would be round up my top five.
1: Yeah, I think that would be probably my say. I'd go Slapshot, probably one. I would go... And maybe just because I've seen it the most recent. Like I liked Goon a ton, so I might go Goon yeah. 2 and then i might go mighty ducks then miracle and then for me probably d2 just cutting off young blood like so i think yeah, i got d2 you, just over it's it it's like 5a 5b yeah like they're they're both yeah. right there with each other the worst one on this list i mean it's hard to say like if you're just going straight up hockey movies it's got to be one of the slapshot sequels
2: yeah i like slapshot either one of them slapshot 2 like Slapshot 3 is like a directed video. Yeah, it like, doesn't
1: even really count. Bullshit.
2: Yeah, it doesn't even really count. I mean, honestly, like, Mighty, so Ducks 3, count.
1: Mighty Ducks 3 could be on that list, too.
2: <sighs> that, that movie just makes me angry. It's not even that bad. It just yeah. pisses me off.
1: All right, let's do a quick draft. We're just going to – you need three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. All right. And I will, I will give you the first pick.
2: Oh, you give me – oh, I get the first pick? Because I'm that kind of guy. Okay. Uh, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking first round. I'm taking Derek Sutton at forward. Captain of the uh, the Mustangs, from mm. played by Patrick Swayze. Damn. Need a leader. That's he your is. franchise. We so you had 92 goals in the season. Need yeah, a that's, that's
1: hard to beat. All right, give yep. me uh, Ned Braden then from Slapshot.
2: You got Ned Braden? Yep. Okay. Um, and my next pick, <laughs> I just because I want to say this guy on D um, from Slapshot. I'm taking Clarence Screaming Buffalo Swamptown. Town. <laughs> They got the little play calls with players. The little scalps, you know, the, the Native American guy. I'm taking him. Be okay. a little crazy on the blue line. All right,
1: uh, let me go with. Um, give me Denny Lemieux. Give me give me a goaltender here.
2: Oh, uh, Denny Lemieux.
1: Denny Lemieux, who was the best goalie in the federal league.
2: Absolutely, absolutely the best goalie in the in the federal league. Um, next up, I I will take at forward Xavier Leflem.
1: Ah, I like that one. Yep, that's really good. Uh, all right, let's go with. This is tough. I'm going to go. I know he's a bit of a puss bag, but give me Adam Banks.
2: you taking Adam Banks? Yeah, right. give me Banks. Uh, I am going to take uh, on defense. I'm taking Fulton Reed.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Kind
2: of like a Johnny Boychuk kind of, you know?
1: Just yep, I hear you. Absolute nuke from the Bluey. <laughs> give me. Uh, I'm going to go with a- Anders Kane from Goon 2. Okay. Because I got Banks who's a bit of a and I got Ned Braden who really doesn't want to get, you know, deal with all that stuff. So Anders Kane yep. can beat the bag out of people.
2: Well that's why at, at my last forward that I'm gonna take is I'm taking Dave Killer Carlson. Ooh. From from Dave's a killer. Because <laughs> I got two guys, you know, Derek Sutton can mix it up a little bit, but I yeah. need someone to protect Xavier Leflemme, so I'm taking Killer Carlson.
1: All right. I'm gonna go with uh I'm going to go with Dean Portman, just so you can't get the Bash Brothers. Sort of I'm not block. getting the Bash Brothers. I need
2: a I goalie at this point. Yeah. And I'm going to take I'm going to take Marco from Goon. Oh really? Oh yeah. As my goalie? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought you might take the cat there for. Nah, the thinking... cat's
2: going to be my backup again. She she I haven't seen her play a full game yet. Yeah. Other than in D three, so all right. You know she's only played JV. You know she came in for one shot against Gunnerstall. I haven't seen what she can do mm-hmm. yet. So
1: mm-hmm. she's on the team. She's just not starting. Yeah. I'll take uh, Huey Hewitt, the uh, defenseman from Youngblood. Nice. He's a nice. He was a nice player. Kind of quiet. He wasn't in a ton quiet. of the movie, but he's a, he's a nice player. Nice. So I think my team is set. Do you have one more, or do you need? Yeah, you so need. No, I'm set.
2: I got so my I move from my three forwards are Derek Sutton, Killer Carlson, and Xavier Laflamme. That's good. On D, I got Clarence, Screaming Buffalo, Swamptown, and Fulton Reed. <laughs> Uh, I got Marco from Goon uh, on my bench. Would be Julie, Cat, Julie the Cat Gaffney, and Ogie Oglethorpe will be on my bench. Oh, of
1: course. Uh, my forwards are uh, Ned Braden, Adam Banks, and Anders Kane. My defensemen you some skill up front. That's, you a some skill. S- that's a lot of skill. That's a lot of skill. My defensemen are uh, Dean Portman and Huey Hewitt, and my goaltender is Denny Lemieux.
2: You got a good back wall there too. Lots of there.
1: Lots of nice squad. So maybe we'll, we'll post those later on, and uh, you guys can vote on who has the better the better hockey team. Anything else on hockey movies? Oh, I guess no, I, real quick, hockey movies on the whole compared to basketball, football, and baseball. How do you okay. think? How do you think it stacks up?
2: Uh, uh, it's not as uh, basketball has Hoosiers, obviously. So
1: basketball that, has that's Hoosiers like and Blue Chips, and blue chips White Men Can't Jump. Dude, yeah. Blue Chips is great. <laughs>
2: Also, he got game. It's got though, he got game. It's
1: got above the rim with two. The air up
2: there. <laughs> so
1: Jimmy yep. Dolan, Shake and Bake. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. My favorite Finding Forrester. Go, um, I prefer <laughs> I prefer baseball movies. Uh, I think there are much better baseball movies than. There yeah, are there's
1: probably games. more of them. Baseball is pretty good, and football yeah. probably has a better list. Basketball and, and hockey are go- probably similar.
2: Golf has some pretty good movies too.
1: So, I have a, a quick Finding Forrester story, if you don't mind. Here Do you know? Please. I don't think you were. Everyone's
2: there. got one of these, but you go ahead. This was, a dime a dozen.
1: this was in high school. I don't think you were there for this, though. It was like me, Woody, Hernandez, and Brad. And we were at the theater. So we were in school, but we were at the movie theater. And it was like the like the dumpier theater that we would yeah, go yeah, to. Yeah. And so we went to go get tickets for Finding Forrester, but we wanted food, too. And so we got like two large pizzas. like Pizza Hut next door. Like, so We brought in two (laughs) large pizzas and two, two liter bottles. And (laughs) and I think it was Brad had like the pizza in front of him and just put his jacket on top of it and walked (laughs) straight into the theater. So he didn't even buy tickets. He just walked straight in with Hernandez and me and Woody are up there buying tickets. We're like, do we even need to get tickets? Like they just walked in and nobody said anything to him. So we, so we get in there. So the four of us are sitting down watching finding Forrester and the looks that we were getting from people when we're asking if they could pass a slice of cheese and if we were, like, unscrewing these two liters, it was insane. They never said anything. The, the theater people <laughs> could care less. They were just happy we were there. But yeah. I'm like, so and everybody's like, oh yeah, can you sneak stuff into a theater? I'm like, yeah, I once brought two large cheese pizzas. Two large
2: cheese pizzas and two... <laughs> Actually, so I heard that this is, this is real. Like, there's no... Remember we used to, when you went to the theater, people tell you it's illegal
1: to bring in... Oh, food. like, your own candy or whatever?
2: That's a complete lie. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's a lie. It's, well, it's just f- so they can sell you stuff marked up there. Right? right. It has nothing to do with, like, health reasons. Remember, they used to tell you, well, if you choke, you know, you can sue the movie theater for blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not true. No, you like, can't. at all. But, yeah. yeah the lies but, we were told as young people. Just
1: unbelievable. And we we hook, yeah. line, and sinker. All right. Are you ready for uh, the next thing? Yes. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Kick, receive, defer, defend the goal.
2: I will receive this week. All right. So the la- the movie I wa- uh, there's a movie you can watch. It's on Netflix. Um, it's called The Last Gladiators, and we didn't mention it in uh, the like the hockey movies because oh, it's, yeah. it's a documentary. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
2: But it's a it's. Um, kind of the the love song to the to the uh, the love letter to the goon the the guy who and what I was talking about before like these guys I'll talk about like I was a good like Chris Nyland is in this movie who used to play for the he played for the Canadians and the Bruins for like yeah. a long time yep. Um from I mean, he's a Boston guy and he's like you know I was a, he played at Northeastern like I was a good hockey player like growing up like yeah. I just this kind of happened to me and you know if I this is how I how I could get on a team and stay on a team so a lot of these guys who get into this life like don't necessarily want to um, right but how they, you know, how they stick around in the NHL as long as they do just being tough and just like beating the shit out of people who mess with their teammates. So, so it's actually a really good view into that life, and uh, it's, it's actually really good. It's kind of sad, but it's really good.
1: Well, we had a, uh, a buddy of ours who was the best athlete I'd ever played sports with. He played yeah. all three sports with you, football, hockey, and baseball, and just football yeah. and baseball with me. He ended up playing hockey at UNH, but he left our senior year to go play in the USHL out in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And he was like a really skilled player. I mean, you'd know more about his hockey game than I would. But he ended up being like a fighter out there, and he just beat the shit out of guys and like led the league in penalty minutes. And it was, which is like awesome on its own thing, but like it took away from the player I think that he that he could have been. Yeah. And it was also a real shame, kind of uh, selfishly, that. This was like just before YouTube and it was like just before like very easily videotaping things because yeah. we would get like still pictures every once in a while kind of like grainy footage of them like me and Bessie would like watch like and like he would try to send us stuff but if it was, like, five years later, we could have had, like, a highlight reel of him just knocking the shit out of people.
2: And he was probably, like, the, the most nat, the naturally strongest person I've ever met in my life. Like, never lifted a weight. And he yeah. we told this story in the podcast when he stepped on a kid's chest and ripped his face mask off in football. Yeah, like, it like sounds fake. the kid's face mask <laughs> off of his helmet.
1: It sounds like we're making that up, but that is absolutely true.
2: Yeah, like, he stepped on the kid's chest, right. grabbed his face mask, and ripped the face mask off the helmet.
1: Yeah, he like, was thrown out of said guy. game and suspended for the next game.
2: If I didn't see that with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it either. Yeah, you
1: said that's bullshit. You can't really do that, like, but, yeah. but he did. So anyway, there's there's that. My pick of the podcast is, uh, since we have the big Infinity War preview show coming up, April 22nd at Idle Hands, 4 o'clock in Malden, Mass. A little, little pre-reading for you. Here's a few things you can uh, check out. You got the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity War, and the Infinity Crusade. That is the order in which they were released Full disclosure, they get worse as they go on. So <laughs> so if you're only gonna read one, maybe read the Infinity Gauntlet. Read it is, Gauntlet. it yeah. is cool just seeing like all the characters on like a page together. The yeah. stories are always kind of out there, you know, like when you have so many characters and you're fighting Thanos and like Magnus and just it gets so out of hand, but it's just cool to see all the characters working together. So that would be the order again. Gauntlet War Crusade if you're into that. Yeah. All right, Ryan, I don't know what we're doing next week, but I'm sure it'll be good. You, <laughs> it's always good. You can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. We're at Dork Podcast on Twitter. We're Dork Podcast at gmail.com. Also, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. Uh, where can the people follow you?
2: At Arvon D on any and all major social media outlets.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Ryan. I will talk, talk to everybody
0: next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.